the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Welcome to today's show. Today we have an amazing man of God who God has been using powerfully. He's an evangelist, pastor, teacher, and what he does is he forms and makes home fellowships, and he's always on the street witnessing and bringing people to the Lord. Um, his name is Luis Galdames. Uh, Luis, thank you so much for being on the show today, and it is an honor to have you here, brother. So tell us a little bit about yourself today, my brother. Boom. How are we doing? Uh, well, a little bit about myself is, number one, I am a servant, slave, disciple, and, of course, a child of God, and Jesus Christ, my Lord, God, and Savior. And uh, mainly, it's exactly everything that you said. Uh, we, uh, I've been uh, walking uh, with the Lord uh, for many years, and my main emphasis is the church without walls. Uh, we literally are called Acts 247 from the book of Acts, so we believe in meeting daily everywhere we go. And our commitment to our Lord, God, and Savior, Jesus, is simple. Uh, that we will share him boldly, and that we will share nothing but the word. So all of our Bible studies are called Berean Bible studies. Uh, we're doing now more in restaurants, coffee shops. Of course, we go to the mall, and of course, Oceanside, for everybody in San Diego listening. And also, our ministry, which you described, was uh, 247 Jesus Evangelism and Gospel Discipleship. So everywhere we go, we try to witness and then start Bible studies uh, wherever we are. Uh, and mainly is bringing the church uh, from the inside to the outside. That way we can do what the Apostle Paul said, preach the word in season out of season, and we believe inside and out. Amen. I love it. You know, I, Acts 2.47 says, Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily as should be saved. So I know that one of the things that, that you do is uh, all this street evangelism that you, you're actually living in Temecula. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I live in Temecula area. It's called French Valley and it's Winchester, but it's, yes, it's, it's in the border of Temecula, Marietta, uh, and Menifee. I'm like in the middle of all three of those. Amen. But you also evangelize uh, here in Oceanside, right? Yes. So I try to go to Oceanside uh, once or twice, uh, there's an evangelist named uh, Eddie Roman, uh, which we partner by the same, like I met you. Uh, I met you uh, when you were walking in Oceanside. Well, I met him when I was at a coffee shop doing a Bible study. And then later when I was evangelizing, uh, and then we go to the Huntington Beach Pier. We go to uh, uh, at, the, uh, at Crossings and Corona. And of course, our home base is the Temecula uh, a promenade mall and Edward cinema. So we mainly in that area, but we hit Corona Oceanside and orange County. Amen. So tell me a little bit about 
how you met the Lord and how you progressed in the ministry that God has given you? Well, um, in 1997, on the night uh, that I was really confused, I thought about killing myself. I put a gun in my head, and um, and then I realized um, I, I did love myself a lot, so I didn't want to kill myself. But I saw a Bible. My mom had left the Bible, and she had prayed that, you know, I would go to church. I went here and there, but never really nothing changing. On that night, I saw the Bible, and at first I was a little angry because my life was collapsing. And uh, and I kind of, like, complained to the Lord. But then I realized, you know, everything I had ruined, it was me. And then I opened the Bible, and it was three uh, prophetic verses for me. Uh, I read verse by verse, chapter by chapter, like you do. But on that night, I just opened the Bible because I wasn't thinking. And it was simply, uh, in the book of Galatians, things that happened, uh, it was the fruits of the Spirit and the fruits of the flesh. I had nothing in the Spirit. Everything was the flesh. And it said, as Galatians 5.16, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I think it ends on uh, 5.22, like 16 to 22. And then I closed the Bible. I cried, and I asked God to forgive me. I opened the Bible again, and it was Deuteronomy 28. And things that happen when you do good and things that happen when you do bad. I cry more because it was like my life, like right there in the Bible. And then last but not least, I said, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it, but save me. I opened the Bible one more time, and it was Ecclesiastes 9-7, which says, Go and eat your bread happy and drink wine, and the Lord... because uh, the Lord will favor everything you do. And on that night, I slept in peace. I obviously didn't kill myself. Amen. And that, was, that was in 1997. And then 1998, I went to Israel. I got baptized in the Jordan. And by the time I came back, uh, uh, Adam, I thought I thought I was Paul the Evangelist. I, I said, wherever you want me to go. I became a motivational speaker. I became, obviously, an evangelist, pastor, teacher, the New American Standard, um, Lockman Foundation sponsored me, and and they, uh, the, the Lord just kept opening doors. Ambassador agency, Absolute Clearhouse, uh, pro life uh, 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 pro life groups. Everybody was inviting me to speak, but my main message was always Jesus saves, Jesus restore, and Jesus heals. I wanted everybody to hear the message of repentance that Jesus died, was buried, rose again, and that if you come to Christ, you need to not just repent, but you need to turn. And I don't know, for like 16, 17 years, everything was going great, Adam. And then uh, about eight years ago, I, I, I sinned. I made a mistake, uh, and I call it sin. Uh, but then uh, God restored everything. I got married. I went to the Rock Church for one year, became friends with this pastor. Uh, pastor Dan was there and Phil. We started doing Bible studies. I never stopped evangelizing. And uh, and then for the last uh, eight years, the ministry has been simple. Um, one of the inspirations for me is Josiah and the book of Second Kings, chapter 23. Literally, he restored. He went back, fixed everything. And that's the ministry for 2023 that I'm going to take uh, everywhere I go. And the ministry is simple. We need to go back to basics. We need to go back to do exactly what the Bible says. We should not follow man, and, and we should not definitely follow the principles of this world, especially as everything is changing. And you know how I stand on the things that are changing right now, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that later. But, yeah, so now uh, that's exactly what I do. I want the church to come out. I want everybody to be able to experience uh, what we are. The church is you, is me, is everybody who's listening, and it's everybody that goes. It's not the four walls. It's not the building. It's not the denomination, but it's us. And we need to take Jesus Christ outside 
just like we fellowship inside. And by the way, a little side note, I am not against the churches. Many people say, you're always talking about against the church. No, I'm not. I never talk bad about Pastor Adam. I know who you are. You are Jesus 24-7. What I do is I go, I visit, I watch, I see. And if they're not following the gospel, then I go and try to talk to their, the people in the church, the pastors. And I said, hey, what are you guys doing? And But at the end of the day, my message is simple. We should, by Jesus Christ said clearly in the Bible, do not forsake assembling together. Whether we assembly together in, back in the days of Jesus and the temple, back in, in, in our modern day, in the church buildings, or whether we do it at the homes, at the coffee shops, at the restaurants, at the mall, at the pier, I don't care where you go. You can have church wherever you go. And thank God that in America, we have something called the Constitution, because I, even though I'm from El Salvador, uh, uh, a prophet to the nations, uh, like it says in the book of uh, uh, Jeremiah, uh, I have learned my right. So I have never been arrested for preaching the gospel, threatened many times, cops, security, but they never kicked us out. Never, ever, ever. Because we stand on the gospel. We stand on the truth. We stand on Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we know the truth. Therefore, uh, with the word of God, the Bible, we stand and with the Constitution, we have freedom. And that's the name of your program. Praise <laughs> the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord. Hey, you know, I, I heard you say something, and I knew this before. You know, there are a lot of people that are hopeless. You're not the only person that has ever decided to take their life. You're not the only person who has this, who had no hope at one point where the world comes crashing in and there's nowhere to look. So what would you tell a listener right now if they find themselves in a place where they're hopeless, uh, there's no future for them, and they want to take their life? You've been there, so I think it'll be phenomenal if you can kind of encourage somebody that may be in that place right now. For anybody who's listening who, God, Jesus, or in that point, uh, who you think you're a Christian, you're a believer, you have gone to church. The important thing is, if you know him and he knows you, you're not alone. The Bible says, I will never leave you or forsake you. The Bible says that uh, Jesus Christ, I can do all things to Jesus Christ, give me strength. So what I will do is, whatever stress, the Bible says, do not be anxious about anything, but in prayer, thanks even in supplication, bring your request to God and he will give you the peace. Jesus is our rest, so I will say to anyone listening, the best thing you can do is pray, ask Jesus to forgive you, open the word, listen to a pastor, a message, Pastor Adam, you can listen to the podcast, and you can listen to the uh, messages on Sunday, not just of the show, but you can turn to someone, a TV, uh, somebody who's speaking the truth, and simply uh, call upon the name of the Lord. And the Bible says, call upon me, and I will show you great and mighty things that you didn't even know. On that day when I did, I just simply said, Lord Jesus, help me. I literally send you a verse today. If you look in your a passage today, Pastor Adam, um, uh, it was um, Proverbs 1.18, and it literally starts, I love you, Lord. And, uh, and it says that he's my strength, my rock. On that day when life literally was meaningless, not because I didn't care about my life, simply because I felt I was a failure. I felt like I let everybody down, my children, of course. And, you know, marry, divorce, marry, divorce, marry, divorce. I didn't have Jesus. I wasn't going to church. I just felt hopeless. And I saw the Bible, and then 
I found hope. And uh, and literally, I think he found me again, uh, or he called me again. And uh, because when I was 15 years old, I went to a Baptist church in El Salvador, and I heard the message. I believed it. Came to the United States, 15 years here, away from the Lord, and you name it, I did it. And and I I, I just tell people, if you're finding yourself in a moment right now, you're listening to this, to this uh, message uh, or this program. Uh, the best thing to do is call upon the name of Jesus. The Bible says there's no other name under heaven given to man by which we can be saved, and that is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, call upon me, and I will help you. Uh, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean in your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. Somebody, after all of that that happened, and I didn't take my life, gave me this verse. Uh, uh, those who wait on the Lord will renew the strength. They will mount up wing like eagles. Walk and not get tired. Run and not become weary. I got that verse like three months after I gave my life back to Christ. I did not understand what that verse meant. But everywhere I went, Adam, everywhere I went, every church, every message, I turned the TV on. That verse kept popping in. One day I'm flying uh, from Bolivia, uh, and I'm flying back to the United States, and I'm looking at the wings of the plane, and it clicked me. This is years after somebody uh, gave me that verse. And I thought, dude, those are the wings and I realized that God had opened doors that I didn't even know that he could open because I didn't trust and I didn't believe in him. I, I recommend to anyone that is going struggling that I was struggling. Uh, I was blessed that the Bible was right there. If you don't have a Bible and you listen to this program um, today on Sunday and you call Adam and you need a Bible, you need a gospel, you need a New Testament, you need a giant print, you need it in Spanish, you need a bilingual if you ask him and you give him your number, your Bible for free. And it won't be a paperback. It will be a nice one because that is what rescued and saved me, the Word of God. And his name, the Word of God, is Jesus because he is a person. Amen. And he is a living God. Amen. Hey, if you just tuned in, you are here with Freedom with Adam Riojas. And we have an incredible guest today, Luis Galdames. And I want you to stay for the rest of the interview. But after the interview, we have this magnificent message on the millennial kingdom of God. Um, Luis, let's get back to, to what we were talking about right now. So, you know, you've been through the fire. You know, we met um, when everything was locked down and and things were shut down because the government literally scared the people and people shut down their churches, shut down their businesses and believe that everyone was going to die. Tell me what made a difference in your life and why did you keep evangelizing when everybody was shutting everything down? Well, number one, because I knew when they started, the first thing, remember, they did was the mask. I believe uh, what the Bible says, there's a little passage in the book of Second Corinthians. I don't know if you guys have ever read it before. I did. And uh, I was looking for everything while they were saying, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. So in that time, I read this passage, which is really simple. And it said, but whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, in the Lord, uh, now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. 
and, and but we all the unveil, but we all who have believed in Christ with an unveiled face beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image glory to glory uh, just like the Lord is spirit I believe that I have the spirit of God I believe I have the word of God I remember the words that Jesus said uh, clearly, I will never leave you or forsake you. I remember that the Bible, Paul the Apostle said clearly, I open, uh, I'm sorry, uh, he said, uh, do not forsake assembling together. Uh, so I didn't believe that we should not assemble together. And then Jesus said clearly, I open a door that nobody closes. I decided to believe that I follow one king, and that was Jesus Christ. So I became one of those, I guess, Jesus freak who was unmasked, unmuscled, unvaccinated, and definitely not afraid. I remember the words of John in the book of Revelation, which you're going to be talking about, chapter 19, I believe, uh, or even 20. Uh, no, I'm sorry. You're going to be on chapter 20 uh, for the millennial message. Uh, on chapter 21, it says, cowards will not inherit the kingdom of God. Unbelievers and many others were in that list. I didn't want to be a coward. I didn't want to be the one that would be denying the Lord, especially in such a time as 2020. I still remember... Adam, the day I met you, I had a big speaker. I had my Bible open. I was looking Oceanside, and I was literally praying because I was going to go share the gospel on the bottom. And then you're walking by, and you have a shirt <laughs> at the cross, and I have a shirt, and you're like, hey, I like your shirt. And I said to you back, hey, I like your shirt. And then when we start talking, I realized we're not alone. There's others. We're part of the remnant. We kept everything open. At the mall, I, I, I evangelized. Uh, right below and on the top is the police station and the security. And people will tell me all the time, you know they're going to arrest you. Not one time did they try to arrest me and stop me because I already had let them know who I was. Every time the police or the security see me at the mall, they know who I am. Why? Because I have made my myself known. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I follow one king. And not you, not the government, not the not the. Uh, um, governor of California, not the president of the United States, no one will stop me from ever sharing my faith in Jesus Christ. Why? Because I'm power, empowered by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, which the Bible tells you. Uh, you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. And the other one says the message of the cross, which is what I preach, uh, the Word of God is power for us. So I didn't. And I and, and remember, I gave you a hug that day, and you graciously invited me to your church. I got to preach in your church. And I just rejoiced that there was others doing the 24-7 like we were. I literally asked the people in your church, hey, so what do you guys do tomorrow? We have this. What about tomorrow? What about the next thing? What about the next thing? And, and that's what we were doing. We never stopped. We made a commitment on 2020 that we will not get vaccinated. We will not wear masks. But more important, we will be in the Word every day. So we made time, whether we were hiking, we'll do services in the mountain, whether we were uh, uh, doing Bible studies, coffee shops, restaurants, we found uh, one of the biggest supporters for us was El Burro Taco Shop. I was taking pictures inside the restaurant, and people would say, how are you eating inside? I said, did you see the Bibles on the table? Yes. The door that God opens doors that nobody uh, closes. Then we went to Intasa Coffee, which is one of our headquarters. We're there three, four times a week uh, doing Bible studies, and I tell everybody, I don't even have to pay rent. All I have to do is buy a 
uh, some matcha or some coffee and people buy food. And we were there. At first, we were inside, and they move us in the patio. Then they say, sorry, the Department of Health says you can't be here. So they put a tent on the parking lot, and we literally brought uh, the uh, bread and, and, and fruit of the vine juice uh, or uh, grape juice because in Riverside, they passed this thing, the Catholics, could do communion in the parking lot. So I decided, well, we're going to do communion in the parking lot because we're Christians too. So they can't discriminate. If they open the door for them, they can do it for us. And really, it was the parking that was open. Amen. So, you know, there was uh, what's really amazing. In the 60s, they they ran this experiment because they wanted to see um, why it was so easy for the Nazis and those that were in the military to kill off these Jews, knowing that they were going to die. So they they did this experiment, and it was called the milligram experiment. Experiment, And it was amazing because, check this out, what they did is they told these people that they were going to be doing these experiments to see if they can clarify and make their mind better. And so what they did is they, they chose two, they chose one guy who no one could see him and he was an actor. He was an actor. He was in a room. And then the other people were the people that were getting experiment and they were at a machine and they were supposed to, they thought they were shocking this guy um, for giving wrong answers. And so it started off with 10 volts and, you know, they were purposely getting wrong answers and then they would shock the guy. The guy would say, ow, and then they, 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 they bring it up again to like 30 volts and, and the guy said, ow, that hurt. And they brought it up to like 120 and the guy, the actor said, hey, that's enough. Get me out of this room. This is crazy. I don't want to be part of this experiment. Get me out. Stop. And then the guy says, hey, man, I'm going to kill this guy. You know, I'm not going to do this. You know, the people were, were saying this. I, I'm done. And, and then they say, hey, it's part of an experiment. Well, who's going to be responsible if the guy dies? We are. You continue with the experiment. And the guy would, and the people, not just guys, women as well, would continue with the experiment and it'd be like 280 volts. And then they, they say, okay, here's the last question. And then they, bzz, it'd go quiet. And the guy says, hey, the guy didn't even scream. Go check. I think I killed this guy. So 65% of the people were willing to continue with the shock treatment. They went against their conscience, against their beliefs, because some guy in a white suit told them that they could do this. And so what happened is is they saw that when you look at someone in authority that people will listen to him, just like, you know, Mr. Fuchimamo, I'm sorry, Fauci, when they had him on the thing and he was speaking, you know, as the authoritarian. And, and it's crazy, but that's how people suck it up without looking into what God says and I'm so glad that you're a man of God. So let me ask you another question. Um, do you go to any certain home fellowships that you do in people's homes as well? Yes. As a matter of fact, the, uh, the Hawking family, uh, we meet every Tuesday. We're going to the book of Revelation right now. And uh, they have been gracious uh, to open their home uh, on Tuesdays. Uh, we also, I also meet with the Mendes family. Um, and, uh, so those are the two that we're doing now. When, when I met you, we were doing, uh, five, the four different ones, and we decided to even go more on the open. And those are what we're doing now. So mainly it's, uh, 
the it's H A K I N S uh, Hawkins. Uh, not Hawkins, but Hawkins uh, family and the Mendes family. So I got one on Thursdays. I got one on Tuesday. And uh, and then after that, now we are more in the open. Uh, we literally even go to the food courts now at the mall. Um, you know, I, I'll say it really quick. Uh, and I know that um, uh, your time is limited. So that's why I've been trying to uh, speak quickly. But now we're actually at Intasa Coffee, Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. We go to Starbucks. We go to Earth Cafe in Orange County, Chick-fil-A, Cane's. Uh, Buffalo Wings, we're at the In-N-Outs, at Denny's, Lacey Dogs, Chili's, Soho Ramen, Olive Garden, Jamba Juice, and Burro Taco Shop, of course, one of our favorites. Krispy Kreme Donuts, we're at the Mall in Temecula, we're at the Crossing, we do all the Edward Cinemas, because a lot of people go there. We go to the Oceanside Pier, we go to Ontario Mills, and of course, I forgot to mention, uh, when I was evangelizing at the Oceanside, at, at, in the morning last time, we were right there at the bistro at the pier, in case you know who owns that. Oh, wait, that's, <laughs> that's at the Cross Church. Amen. And right there, I was with my bro evangelist, uh, Marcos, and uh, we witnessed to uh, three uh, Marines. He's, he used to be in the Army, and two of them got saved right in front of your bistro. Wow. Uh, Anthony, who has opened the door for uh, us on Tuesdays at his house, I told him, I said, bro, I'm probably going to mention you because he's going to ask me where I go. And so we meet in Tomecula at a home, and then uh, uh, Brother Frank and Sister Marissa, and uh, you met them because they came when I came preaching at your church. They uh, opened up their houses on Tuesdays, and I uh, didn't, but we're going to open it up again, uh, only because people were inviting me, but uh, we do uh, also a, a home fellowship on Sundays in my house. I usually I was trying to do it in the afternoon because I wanted people to go in the morning. So now most people have found uh, morning churches again. So we do it in the afternoon, and we usually meet either at my house or we'll meet at a restaurant uh, because it just became a little bit easier. Try to look for a central place. Amen. So we can get people from Orange County, people Amen. from Riverside. and um, But, uh, yeah, but it's been a blessing. And that anyone who's listening who does not know Jesus Christ, and you're listening to this program today, and you're trying to find freedom, this is what the Bible says. Um, it was for freedom that Christ set me free. And I'm sharing that freedom with you tonight, today, tonight, 5 p.m. on Sunday, uh, that you need to uh, remember that Jesus Christ says, if the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. In the Gospel of John, it says, as he spoke these things, many came to believe in him. And Jesus says, if you continue in my word, then you're truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So even if you don't know Jesus, and you happen to listen to this program, find the freedom that only Jesus Christ can give you. In Jesus' name, amen. That's powerful. I love you, bro. Thank you for being on the show. You are an amazing man on God. And if anybody wants to see Luis, he will be at At The Cross February the 12th, 2023. Again, thank you so much, Luis. We love you. Stay tuned and come back as we go through the millennial period. In Jesus' name, amen. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. 
Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option that values constitutional rights and medical freedom, serving ages 3 through 6th grade. Hosted by At the Cross Church in Oceanside, they offer in-person classes and electives Tuesday to Thursday, along with a classical conversation community offering foundations and essentials on Mondays. And they're now accepting applications for spring 2023. Visit them online at www.atthecrossoceanside.com. That's at thecrossoceanside.com. Woohoo! Welcome back to today's show with Freedom with Adam Riojas. We just had an incredible guest, Luis Galdamas. And if you want to hear him again, he will be speaking on February 12th, 2023 at At the Cross Church at the 8 o'clock in the 10 o'clock service on Sunday. The address there is 2112 El Camino Real, Oceanside, California, 92051. Thank you for tuning back in. And now we will begin the best in the latter part of the show as we go through what the millennial kingdom is. Now, there's a lot of confusion with a lot of folks about what exactly that means when you're reading the book of Revelation, you come upon this incredible chapter after Jesus sets up his kingdom in Revelation chapter 19 when he comes back and, and lands in Jerusalem and begins to set up his kingdom. We see that there's a millennial period coming. That simply means a thousand years. And let's start without any further ado in chapter 20 of Revelation. Verse 1 says this, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Now, when you read that carefully, you will see that Satan is bound for a thousand years. He can no longer deceive anyone during this millennial period. Now, God has promised the Jewish people that they would be the nation and that their king, descendant of King David, by bloodline, and that's Jesus, who's God, and who is 100% man, will reign in Jerusalem. And we'll get that into, into that a little into the show as we continue to go. But when you see verse 2 in Revelations chapter 20, we see that the devil is bound. There's, there, he can no longer make people sin. He can no longer be the tempter because he's bound. And verse three says this, and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him in, shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more. So for a thousand years, he cannot deceive the nations anymore. Some people think that that period is now, but it is impossible because Satan is still deceiving the nations. Sin is rampant. And as we continue in that verse, it says, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. So after the thousand year reign of Christ, Satan is loosed for a little period of time again. But look who gets cast 
into the lake of fire for a thousand years during this train. Verse 4 says this, And I saw the thrones and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had no not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. These are, There are people that are literally going to make it through the tribulation that the Bible describes that Jesus re-emphasizes what Daniel was given in Daniel chapter 9, verse 24 to 28, there is a great tribulation that will happen prior to the thousand-year reign of Christ. And then during this reign, during the tribulation, you see that people are actually deceived. A lot of these people will get the mark of the beast. A lot of these people will literally worship the enemy. Now, what's really interesting is that the Bible does tell us that there are people that do survive this tribulation, and there will. There will be thousands that survive. Isaiah 24, and if you have time, go there and you can read this this troublesome time, the great tribulation, and at the middle of that, there's the abomination, the desolation, where Satan says he's God. This, And what I mean by Satan is the Antichrist says he's God. But in this period, what's amazing, this thousand-year reign of Christ, the only people that end up in the lake of fire is the beast and he is put in there. Let, let me read that again. And I saw thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the worship of God, which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Isn't that beautiful that you see that there are people that survive. And, and please, on, on your time, read Isaiah chapter 24. Look what 5 says. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death had not power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. You know what is beautiful about this reign of Christ for a thousand years is that there's a lot of people that survive and you can no longer say Satan made me do it. Satan tempted me. And we'll look at some scripture that talks about that. But what's interesting is that is that just the Antichrist and the false prophet end up in the lake of fire and you're like what is it where does it say that in in revelations chapter 1920 it says and the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that that created or wrought miracles before him and which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped his image these both were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone so they're 
You have two people in the lake of fire. God was so angry with his two human beings that were no doubt totally possessed by Satan himself. Satan is bound for a thousand years. These two, the beast, the Antichrist, and the false prophet are the two only ones that are end up in the lake of fire. Now, you're like, well, I don't see a whole lot, and I don't see really a whole lot of things happening, and, and how do I know that this is a reign of Christ? Well, when you look at Scripture, you will see that during this period of time in Romans eleven twenty five to 26, and I want to read that for you, Romans 11, and if you have a Bible, if not, I, I want to read this to you because it's pretty interesting what it says. Uh, Romans 11, 25 and 26. And I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be completed. That's the rapture. And so all of Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. So all the Israelites that survive the tribulation period at this point they cry out to the messiah and they're living during this period because god has promised them a restoration of their land now if when you look in the old testament it is pretty amazing how we see how scripture literally speaks about this period of time. In Isaiah 65, verse 17, it says this, For behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come to mind. There's no doubt. That's after the millennial period. But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. And look what it says. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem. Now now he begins to speak about this millennial period. Isaiah does. And joy in my people and the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her nor the voice of crying. This is a thousand-year reign. There shall be no more thence an infant of days, nor an old man that hath not filled his days, for the child shall die a hundred years, but the sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. That is a powerful verse. That is saying that if you die at a hundred years, that... Somehow you sin. Somehow you turned your face against God and you no longer wanted to listen to him. Let me give you a modern interpretation and, and paraphrase it to you. In her, a nursing infant will no longer live only a few days or an old man not live out his days. Indeed, the one who dies at a hundred years old will be mourned as a young man. And the one who misses a hundred years will be considered a curse. So you are giving, giving longevity during the thousand year reign. It goes back to the pre-edematic, um, the garden when God 
had everything perfect and everything was good. Now, man could still sin on his own during this thousand-year period, but the climate, everything is restored perfectly to a perfect state. Now, you know, you hear all this garbage about all of these climate people that are trying to save the world. The other day you heard Mr. Kerry at the, at, in Davos, Switzerland say that we were selected to save the world. It's almost extraterrestrial. That's the foolishness of man. But during this rain, this thousand year rain that is coming upon the earth after the seven year tribulation, God restores the climate on his own. And you live out the whole thousand years. And if you die at a hundred years, it's because you sin. It isn't because Satan tempted you. Listen, if you just tuned in, tuned in to the show, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we're going through the millennial kingdom. And right now we're reading out of Isaiah 65 and we just read verse 20. But let me read 21. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. This is during the thousand year reign and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them and they shall not build in another inhabit. They shall not plant in another eat for as the days of a tree are the days of my people in my shall long enjoy the work of their hands. This is them back in their land. This is Jesus reigning out of Jerusalem. This is those that survived And it's an incredible period of time. They shall not labor in vain nor bring forth trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. God fulfills their promise to bring them back and to restore them. That's why the Jews at that time missed the coming. They thought that they had this incredible Messiah that was going to come and, and abolish all the nations and, and free them from Rome. But what it was, they missed the coming of Jesus. They missed his birth. Verse 24 says this of Isaiah 65. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. It is a perfect place where God is communicating with his people and those that made it to the tribulation alive. Now, this is amazing. Look what this says. Verse 25 says this, The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock. And dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain, saith the Lord. They all go back to their original state. Animals are not killing each other. They go back to being vegetarians, everyone. No one's killing anymore unless you're in sin and unless you die. The Bible, we read clearly right now that if you die at a 100 years old in verse 20, that you sin and it isn't, you can't blame it on Satan. It is your own acts at that point. Now you're like, well, that's only one verse. I want to see more proof than that. In Isaiah 11, in in verse 6, but I want to read the whole thing so you understand it in context. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. This is Isaiah 11, verse 1. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. That's Jesus. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord and shall make him of 
quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. It's going to be perfect judgment. And verse 4 says this, But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth, and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall slay the wicked. All the wicked shall be slain. And if you sin, you you die at that point, and you can't say, Satan made me do it. Now, verse 6 says this, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. See, the wolf aren't eating the lamb. They're not carnivorous any longer. They're back eating straw. And the leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. You will literally be able to play with these animals during the millennial period. It's going to be a wonderful time. Listen, if the church gets taken, call on God during this great tribulation. You wake up one day and the church is gone or in the middle of the day or at night it happens. Call on the Lord. Say, Jesus, save me. We're that close right now to this event happening. And if you survive the tribulation alive, you will experience a perfect earth where Satan no longer can tempt you. And if you sin, you sin on your own. Verse 7 says this, And the cow and the bear shall feed their young ones, shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. There is no more killing. There is no more evil unless that thought formates in your life. And at that point, you die. And the suckling child shall play on the hole of the asp, and the winged child shall put his hand on the cocktrice den. They shall not hurt nor destroy my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. What an incredible time. This isn't heaven yet. This is God literally restoring the earth to its original creation, and Satan locked up for a thousand years. See, God is faithful. When he makes a promise, he fulfills it. When he says he's going to do something, he does it. Nothing is impossible for God. That's why we should be reading our Bibles. If you're a Christian and if you're not, if you don't know the Lord, today is the day of salvation. Today is when you can call on him. You don't have to go through a tribulation to make it into this 1,000-year millennial. The Bible is very clear that during this time, we're given the opportunity as believers during this 1,000-year reign when we're already with Christ, we have our glorified bodies, we're able to come back and forth. The Bible says that. But let me continue to read some scripture to you. It says this in uh Isaiah 11.10, And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people which shall be left from Assyria, from Egypt, from Pathros, from Cush, from Elam, from Shinar, from Hamath, from the Islam, from the islands of the sea, that's the whole world. He brings his people back to Jerusalem. Listen, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we're going through this millennial period that's ahead of us. There's the rapture, there is the tribulation, the seven-year tribulation, 
And then there's, in the middle of that tribulation, Satan says he's God. And that's when the vials are poured upon planet Earth. Before that, from from the day the rapture happens, you can begin to see the seals open up and then the trumpets and then the last three, the vials of God. And then there's that there's that period where it ends, the tribulation ends, and then the Christ comes back in Revelation chapter 19, and then there's a thousand-year period, and Isaiah comes back over it in Isaiah 65, and in, in Isaiah uh, chapter 11 as well. But here, we're in chapter 11. Let me continue to read so you can see this powerful, beautiful period. 11.12 says this, And he shall set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth, the envy of Ephraim shall depart, the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off, Ephraim shall not envy Judah, and Judah shall not vex Ephraim, but they shall fly upon the shoulders of the Philistines towards the west, they shall spoil themselves of the east together, they shall lay their hand upon Edom and Moab, and the children of Ammon shall obey them. And the Lord shall utterly destroy the tongue of the of the Egyptian sea with his mighty wind. Shall he shake his hand over the river and shall smite it in the seven streams and make them over dry shod. And there shall be a highway for the remnant of the people which shall be left from Assyria like as it was to Israel in the day that he came up out of the land of Egypt. It's an incredible period that's coming upon us. It's it's going to be phenomenal. And, and listen, Isaiah 60, 66, 22 to 24, and you can read the whole chapter because it literally is speaking about this millennial period. But in 22 to 24, it says this, For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. It's a promise to Israel. It's a promise to the world, and it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. All flesh will come into Jerusalem and worship Jesus. It's going to be a fabulous time, a fabulous period. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me, for their worms shall not die, neither shall... Their fire be quenched, and they shall be in a point unto all flesh. So during this millennial period, those that that survive the tribulation will have an incredible time to be able to see God's goodness and His promises fulfilled. They will literally be able to look at hell and be able to see these people that disobeyed during this millennial period. Listen, you don't have to wait for this millennial period. You don't have to go to the tribulation to go to the millennial period. You can give your life to Jesus now. You can say, Jesus, come into my heart. I want to be part of this great event that is upon us, Lord. I want to get raptured, God. I want to get harpazo, God. I want to get rapturo, God. I want to get caught up. That's the Greek, the Latin, and the English. All for you. This event is upon us. You can see now how the world is trying to unite. You can see 
Just this week alone, what has happened is in Davos, Switzerland, you can see that they think that they can run the world, that they can pick a leader. These unselected or elected leaders that think they can save the world, only God can. Only God can bring everything back to perfection. The day is upon us, church. And if you don't believe, today's your opportunity. You heard the, the earlier testimony of this guy that had Luis who had a gun to his head. It was about to take his life and he called on Jesus and Jesus saved him and gave him hope. If you find yourself there today, you can call on Jesus. Today is a day of salvation. Today you can call on the Lord. God is good. And he wants to bless you. Listen, I'm going to have my wife, this incredible woman, close us in prayer. Lord Jesus, uh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for being so faithful. And Father, for for never leaving us nor forsaking us and for chasing us, Father, even when we try so hard to run away that you've never, you've always been there by our side. And so, Father, I pray right now for those who are listening that um, they would just take a moment and just be able to hear your voice, the voice that surpasses all understanding and that they shut out the world and they begin to open up your word to to hear the truth, to see your promises that's in your word. And so, Father, we praise you for everything. We're looking forward to our day in heaven, and we thank you, Jesus, in Jesus' name. Well, we are so grateful that you tuned in with us, and we will be back next, next Sunday at, at 5 p.m. Thank you for listening today. And if you want to listen to Luis Galdames again, he will be at At the Cross 2112 El Camino Real in Oceanside 92051 on February 12th for both services, 8 and 10 a.m. The rapture is upon us, church. No one knows the hour, but he's, he's coming back for his church. We love you and thank you for listening. More than that, God loves you you in Jesus name. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. 
Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option that values constitutional rights and medical freedom, serving ages 3 through 6th grade. Hosted by At the Cross Church in Oceanside, they offer in-person classes and electives Tuesday to Thursday, along with a classical conversation community offering foundations and essentials on Mondays. And they're now accepting applications for spring 2023. Visit them online at www.atthecrossoceanside.com. That's at thecrossoceanside.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.